It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The gang was all there in Las Vegas. But man, the math laws began to show. We saw some cracks in the facade and we saw another summer league loss. So let's talk all about it on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Magic. Today is July 11th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall once again in summer league losing to the Indiana Pacers. We'll talk about why the Magic lost that game and why cracks have begun to emerge in some of the players that we still care about on the league. We'll get to that, plus the whole gang showing up in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Man part of the day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Summer League. It's sort of controlled chaos. Um, you know, it, we cover it. It's important. It's something that's happening. It, it has at least some meaning. Um, it's completely meaningless. It has some meaning. But we all recognize it for what it is. This is a team of players that have been mashed together, practiced for about a week, ship out to Vegas, and then play what feels like really meaningful games. Or, or games that, that have a lot of meaning for everyone because everyone's playing sort of for their jobs. You know, even the rookies who have some job security are playing to get a couple of the NBA and, and, and giving at least the NBA, their teams, at least some sense of who they are. And it's imperfect. I saw a funny tweet on Sunday that said, you know, these summer league games, they're either a nine and a half out of 10 or three and a half out of 10, and there's nothing in between. And, and there's something to that. Because you see a lot of games like you saw May uh, night for the Orlando Magic. You see games where, A, the Pacers, just like the Pistons on Saturday, have a lot of players that have played in the NBA. Andrew Nebhard, Ben Matherin, Isaiah, uh, um, sorry, not Isaiah Stewart, um, Isaiah Jackson, um, Garris Walker. Those are NBA roster players. They played on the NBA last year. The Magic don't have that. 
Ben Atherin was an all-rookie team player, Caleb Houston, second player, and at the end of the bench. Um, Jet Howard, the Black, are certainly promising rookies, but they are rookies. So this is an experienced magic team. Playing without Kevon Harris, a two-way contract guy. Playing up against a team that has almost rotation level because Nemhard's right, right on the border, but they have real NBA players. The Magic kind of So you take some of this with a grain of salt. And this is not to excuse anything because the Magic, the Magic play with effort, with intensity and attention to detail, that's half the battle in these summer leagues. That's half the challenge for this team is play with a little bit of energy, play with a little bit of effort, makes up for mistakes, makes up for turnovers. It makes up for so much. And then go that rope for just a little bit against a team that is dialed in, that knows what they're doing, that has that NBA level experience. That's going to cost you. And that's what happened in the second quarter. Orlando just could not get their offense going. They settled for a lot of three-pointers, just like they did Saturday's loss. They didn't get into the paint consistently enough. They turned the ball over in really bad spots, gave up a lot of transition points, and all of a sudden the Magic found themselves down by 20-plus. Got to give the Magic credit. I I did think that they recovered. They fought well through the second half. They made Indiana sweat a little bit. Got the lead down. I think it was down to like 11 or 12. But at the end of the day, Magic were not threatening anyone in this game. And while there were positive performances, I don't want to say that the game was a complete waste or complete loss. There were good things to see. Overall, this Magic team didn't get the job done and left a lot to be desired. Um. This is a point now where we've seen this team play twice, and we know it's general flaws. They don't have a center. DJ, yes, DJ Wilson had eight rebounds. Or no, he didn't. He had five rebounds, I think. DJ Wilson is not a center. And that is showing itself when he goes out there because Jarris Walker, Isaiah Jackson had a field day in the paint possession, especially in the second half when Orlando was making that push to come back and they gave up key offensive rebounds. But more than that, like ignoring the roster problems, which again, I'm not going to care about except in so much as not being able to secure rebounds consistently is causing the magic opportunities to get out and transition and see this team play at pace. Because what we're seeing and what we saw, especially Monday night, is we saw a little bit more of the cracks and and the flaws in the team's key players. And look, that's not necessarily a bad thing. At this stage, knowing what some of these guys can't do or what they're not quite ready to do might be helpful. You want to give these players a little bit of latitude to explore and make some mistakes. This is the setting to make mistakes. Anthony Black times on Saturday didn't really bother me. It really, it really didn't. And Anthony Black struggling to shoot the way that he did didn't bother me in this game either. 
because we saw him play more aggressively. We saw him look for a shot. We saw him try and get to the basket a little bit more. And if it's a little inefficient right now, that's okay. This is the time to look for him to learn. This is what I, I can take in the lead. This is the speed I got to play at. This is the time to learn and make those mistakes. So, look, I'm not worried about wins and losses in the summer league. I don't care about the result. I care about effort. I care about defending at the level and everything that the team wants. And certainly Anthony Black did that. I thought Jeff Howard did that. I thought Kale Busey did that. I thought DJ Wilson did that. DJ Wilson kind of matters, kind of doesn't. The Magic did a lot of good, did, did good things on that end. But at the end of the day, just too many sloppy mistakes, too many bad shots. And that includes Black, who took some bad shots. But again, what we saw here were flaws beginning to be exposed. Caleb Houston had a fantastic game. We'll talk more on the box score segment coming up in a minute. Caleb Houston had a fantastic game. was a big part of why Orlando at least made the fourth quarter quasi-interesting. But he struggled to hit the outside one for five. Anthony Black showed us the struggle with his jumper. He was willing to take it. I think that's really important. But it's still very, very slow. And that slow release costs him against good defenders. Costs him against better and experienced defenders. And teams are going to hang off him. They're going to dare him to shoot. He's going to have to learn how to handle that and learn how to play with, play with, play with that. Um, you know, Howard... Needs someone to feed him the ball. <laughs> the Magic's didn't have that. So much of what we're seeing is some of it's just really hard to judge. Because this team is not built. Frankly, this team is just not built to showcase the guys we need to see. They can't rebound, so they can't run. We need to see Anthony Black in transition. We need to see Howard in transition. We see those shooters in transition. They don't have a lot of great shooting. And frankly, at this point, no one besides the roster players have stood out significantly. And we saw a little bit of Dexter Dennis. Elijah Hughes did some interesting things. I'm not going to say completely, but there's no one I've seen yet on, on this summer league roster that I give that two-way contract to. Maybe something's going on in practice. I don't know, but in these two games, I'm not seeing anything worth a two-way contract. And from all my soda maniacs, it's it is time to give him a look. Um, you know, I'm not a hundred, it's a little surprised he didn't get the minute Monday, but we need to see, we need to see, we need to give him a look. Unless the magic are purposely trying to hide him so he doesn't go sign somewhere else. Um, if that's the case, just sign him now. Why why are you waiting? Maybe he's not that good, maybe he is. It's time to start looking at some of these other players. We've got a little bit of Tiger Campbell, who I thought did some good things, but th there's limitations with him. There's no one on this roster outside of the key guys we really care about that are going to be on the on the Magic next year that have stood out. And that's kind of the part that's concerning because out that, we can't really know what we have. Without that, it's hard to say Summer League is successful or giving us the information that we need. And that's kind of where we stand right now. 
we'll dive into some more of these flaws and, and talk a little talk a little through coming up as we go over the box score. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from friends at Ibotta. It's officially summer, and a new season means new clothes. But your closet shouldn't be the only thing growing in those purchases. Now you can also watch your cash back grow with each purchase, too, with Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of your items, produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're buying. Either link your loyalty account or upload your tea after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift card. You can cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too. And you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um... Like I said um, on Saturday, or on Saturday, Sunday show, um, I'm not going to really care about the score, the final score to this game for those that care. Uh, Pacers win 108 to 85. Um, certainly they, they, they blew it open a little bit. Orlando was down by 20 in the quarter. They cut the lead down. It was like till 11. I think they may have gotten it to single digits on one or two occasions, but again, just, Kind of like Saturday, they were able to cut into that deficit. They just couldn't get over the hump. And again, it, the, the, the game followed a lot of the same patterns that we saw Saturday, uh, where the Magic's second unit especially kind of went through this law, this prolonged drought in the second quarter, put the Magic a little bit behind. They had to kind of scramble and get themselves back up. Um, they couldn't rebound, which really hurt them. So you take a lot of things with a grain of salt. Again, the Magic's rebounding is a little bit of a concern. It is not the strongest part of the team's game, although they rank decently on defensive rebound rate. Um, but it, it, you know, there's some warning signs. There's some warning signs. There's all like I, I'm not losing sleep that DJ Wilson can't rebound. It, it'd be one thing if that were a draft pick who was struggling to rebound and dealing with a lot of fouls. That would be one thing. That's not the case. J. Wilson's not going to be on the team. No offense to J. Wilson. Um, you know, uh, um, Robert Baker 
he might get a two-way. I, I, he's done some okay things. I'm not gonna say Robert Baker's been terrible among honestly, maybe among the Magic's non-roster players. Baker's looked the best, but that's not saying a ton to be perfectly honest. I, I like again, I have been really disappointed with the construction of this roster. There are some interesting players on this roster. Um, but again, it just it doesn't feel feel built to emphasize the guys that we need to emphasize and and built to add players that say, like, huh, this guy could be good on Osceola. This guy could be good on Juve. Um, none of those, like either that or they they misjudged him and they're not performing, to be perfectly honest. Uh, that's 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 how I feel having watched these guys two games. Um, you know, you're not seeing anyone really step up. Like I like what Tiger Campbell did. He scored three points, three, four shooting from the foul line, over one from the floor, but he is just way too small. If you're if you're that small as a player, you need to be elite at getting um separation on mid-range jumpers, you need to be elite finishing at the rim, and he is neither of those. So I I I, there's something to like in Tiger Campbell, but it's not quite there. Robert Baker had a nice game, 10 points, five rebounds, four for six from the floor, one for three from deep, which is interesting. But um, again, not like overwhelmingly good. Um, we all know the Magic need uh, a center on this team. And I think some of some of Baker's struggles have been apparent. Um, you look at like Quindari Weatherspoon. Veteran guy, a guy I really thought had a shot at a two-way contract because of of his, uh, of his uh, because of his age and experience. Only two points, one for five shooting, over three from beyond the arc. I can't really say you know he had maybe had a steal in backcourt um, that led to a, I think that was the only basket, but otherwise not great. With Kevon Harris sitting out, Elijah Hughes started at guard. Had a decent game, fourteen points, five full shooting for seven from deep. He scored a lot because he took a lot of shots. Um, I would not say that he stood out to me. You know, we're here, you know, Malcolm Hill, five points, two for seven, shooting over three from deep. Not a game where anyone's really standing out. So, again, you want to get a second opportunity. Hughes did some good things in the first game. I'm not writing anybody off after one game, but what we saw were cracks being exposed, um, especially with the Anthony Block. Eight points, three for 12 shooting, 0 for 2 from deep, 2 for 6 from the foul line, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, no turnovers. After 7 turnovers on Saturday, no turnovers. So that part's good. Um, he was active on the glass, 7 rebounds. was a great rebound, really mixed it up there, playing some great defense. Ben Matherin was in a vice. Both he and Jed Howard did a great job defending Ben Matherin for the most part all night long. Um, Black deserves a lot of credit. He he could be, he's going to compete on defensive end. There's a lot to like about Anthony Black. And look, he made some great passes. He made some great plays. I love that he was aggressive, but you began to see why there were questions about him. He struggled with his shot. Um, you know, he struggles to get into a shot and make it consistent and make it quick. More importantly, he had a shot blocked on one occasion because it just takes a while to, to, to rear up and Obviously, the free throws didn't go down too. So it's got he's gonna be a work in progress. As impressive as he is, and he is impressive, he's had a good run. There's a lot more that needs to be built up with him. There's a lot more that needs to continue to, to build. Um, Jet Howard, I thought, had a really nice game too. 10 points, four for nine shooting, two for five from deep, two rebounds, five assists. Jet, the shooting's gonna be there. Um, you know, I think his shot selection was generally pretty good. The shooting is ultimately gonna be there for him. I don't think anyone's worried about that. It's good to see the rest of his game kind of 
get kind of kind of round into shape. And, and, and that's certainly promising. But it's hard to judge very much about him because the ball just isn't moving effectively for this team right now. Um, they're, they're just not moving the ball well. Um, and some of it is, you know, their offense requires a fulcrum at center, and D.J. Wilson's really struggled with that. D.J. Wilson, 10 points, 4 for 8 shooting, over one from the 2 for 3 from the floor, 8 rebounds. I had it right. 8 rebounds, 4 offensive, 4 defensive. Five blocks. So, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm down D. Wilson because I expect a little bit more stability from him. He, he came over from the weak side, blocked some shots, but he also was out of rebounding position a lot, um, had to switch on the perimeter a lot. Maybe that was design. Maybe that wasn't. Uh, but it's this this team just hasn't come together. Caleb Houston, I thought, had the best game of anyone on the team. 18 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 5 rebounds. Really liked what he did. Played with a ton of energy on both ends of the floor. Got to the basket, got to the foul line. Love that part for him. But he was only one for five from deep. He's really struggled with the shot in both of his games now. He's going to have to hit from the outside. He wants to play on the main roster. He's got to hit from the outside. And so what I'm trying to get at here is that, yes, uh, there are good things happening out there. Uh, on the floor during summer league. I, I'm not here to say that everything's bad. Two losses suck. I'm not denying that. I'm not worried so much about the result. The guys that the Magic care about, Anthony Black, Jet Howard, Caleb Houston, Kevon Harris, they're playing well. They're doing good things. But we are also seeing flaws. We are also seeing things that are going to be hurdles that they have to overcome. And I do think that we should see Black and Howard for one more game, or at least a half of the next game uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I would like to see how Anthony Black responds to a bad shooting night. Um, I think he did a really good job filling in other areas while still being aggressive and willing to shoot. I think that's really positive. Um, that's a good sign for him. But I want to see how he responds to this game. Like, how you know what adjustments are he gonna is he gonna make to make up for this game or make make good for this game? I want to see Howard get one more look and one more one more good good shooting game in um, if they can. Um, but focus a little bit more on setting him up to take shots. Uh, so I do think there would be value in playing a third game for these guys. I don't I I, I don't know if the Magic are going to shut them down or not. It's certainly possible they will. If they do, there's frankly just not a lot on this roster that's showing out right now. Um, that or even from what we've seen, frankly, not a lot on this roster that gets me excited. Uh, if, if you know, one of the storylines we're following this this summer league is who's going to get those last two way spots for the Magic, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm not seeing it on the roster right now. I don't know if that guy is on the roster. If those two guys are on this summer league roster, you know, Robert Baker maybe. Um, and that's, that's frustrating to say the least. Um, Elijah Hughes taking shots. Um, you know, there's, there's one guy that just has a really funky shot. Took a lot of threes. I'm going to make sure I get his name right. Um, Malcolm Hill. I'm not buying it (laughs) uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, there's a lot that this team still has to be better at. And, And frankly, this summer league performance has not been encouraging as a whole. 
The guys we care about are doing fine. Anthony Black looks good. I'm really excited for him. Jet Howard, I think, still has some work to do and, and still has to kind of perfect some things and round some things in the form. But you see what they see in him. And and and, and honestly, like it's he's gonna have to prove keep proving himself and keep developing um to, to get where they need to be need him to be. You know, Caleb Houston's done some good things as well. But all these guys have work to do. And hopefully the magic will give them the opportunity to get that last bit of work done here before we wrap up in Vegas. The whole Orlando Magic squad showed up. We'll talk about that and their appearance at Summer League coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, one of the favorite storylines that, that we all love about the Orlando Magic team is how close they are. And, and you know, we heard Jeff Holman say during the broadcast on Saturday that they were expecting a good chunk of the Orlando Magic roster to show up in Las Vegas very, very soon. And that's going to lead to, um, you know, Jamal Mosey made it made it to Vegas as well. He was at a, a Celebration of Life ceremony for, for a mentor, uh, from what I heard, this um, Saturday's game. Uh, so, you know, thoughts, thoughts are with, with, with them and the Celebration of Life. Um, but he's he was back he was back in Vegas and really it did look like the entire team showed up you know we were no new Mo Wagner was in town he wasn't in the group photo that was taken on the sideline but Franz Wagner Wendell Carter a freshly a fresh haircut Markel Fultz uh, I don't know how fresh it is uh, Jalen Suggs Cole Anthony Jonathan Isaac Chuma Okeke Joe Ingles Goga Batadze the whole crew showed up in Orlando, the whole, or showed up in Vegas. Admiral Schofield was still there and still chilling with the magic. Um, I, I don't know if he's two-way eligible, but that, that doesn't seem like it would be a surprise to me. It would be a surprise because they kind of took him off the two-way contract to give him that full contract. But we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't take that the most super honest, uh, unless I needed it, unless that was my only way to get on an NBA roster. But I see the hitter there. Um, the whole crew showed up. And, and while I think it's, you know, I think God bless Magic.com, God bless Dane Savage, Josh Cohen, good buddies of mine. That's a storyline the Magic like to push is, is something that, that that is important. And look, it's really good. I'm not going to say it's bad that everyone shows up. They're going to have dinner together. They're going to hang out. They'll probably work out a little bit together while they're out in Vegas. It's a good thing that they're all there and they're all, especially with Joe Ingles there now, um, they're all going to get a chance to kind of get in and, and, and kind of learn each other and, and hang out. Uh, and, and that's something that's really special about what the Magic are building. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. It is special that this Magic team, this Magic group, really does feel like they're together, that they're in it together. Um, it's, fu- it's fun. It's good that they're, that they're all there. Um, and so it's good to see everyone together. Um, does, it mean anything, does it mean anything beyond that? I don't know. It's, it's uh, maybe a little bit abnormal that 
pretty much the entire team is congregated in Vegas for this week, for this event. Uh, sure. I don't think a lot of teams can say that they have almost full attendance. Uh, I don't know who's missing. If, John, if J.I. and Chuma are there, I don't even know who's who's missing that would be in that group because you know they're all essentially they're all they're all there. Um, it's it is good to see. And, and look, everybody loves this group. Uh, I don't know, you know, Magic fans love the people on the. We can quibble about roles. We can quibble about who's part of the future or not. It's hard not to love the people on this team. And the fact that they all showed up for this event, that they sat through a very summer league, summer league game, um, is certainly a sign of how much they support each other, a sign of how positive the culture is. Trust me, I am dealing with a very negative sports culture on another team that I follow, um, just pick up a, pick up a new sports page and you'll probably figure out what I'm talking about if you, you know me at all. Having a positive locker room culture is a very good thing. <laughs> it, is, it is a very, very good thing to have that. Uh, and I think it ultimately supportive locker room culture is something that helps a young team grow. And I think what the Magic have and, and, and how they've built this to support each other is a really good thing and a big reason why the Magic have such a big season. You know, I, I love what Jamal Mosley said on the NBA TV broadcast when he, they re- interviewed him during the, during the third quarter. You know, they're not running from the expectations. Like, the Magic aren't going to say specifically that they expect to be in the playoffs next year. They will continue to say goals level up. Um, Anthony Parker did the rounds after he was named general manager, did a couple radio shows. And the consistent message that he said there was something that Welt said back in April. We've just got to play better basketball. We got to play smarter basketball. If we do that, we're going to achieve whatever goal we have. They're not going to put a name on it. They're not going to say specifically, we believe we're a playoff team. We believe we're a postseason team. They're not going to say, you know, Steve Clifford used to always say, doing that puts limits on what you can accomplish. The goal is simply to get better. And being all together in Vegas, getting some work in there helps you get better. That certainly does. Now, if you've seen some workout videos from Paolo Bencaro, he is looking very good. Uh, he talked, I believe, at NBA Con a little bit about this too, about how you know he felt like his rookie year, he was just kind of figuring everything out. Like he didn't know what he was doing. Now he knows what he's doing. I'm expecting a very big sophomore year from Paolo Bencaro. It's really, we will see how he plays at the World Cup as well, where he's expected to have a major role at the World Cup for Team USA. It's exciting summer, and it is great to see everybody back together, get just a little little glimpse of them before they all head their separate ways, because by the end of the week, NBA Summer League is going to be packed up, and we'll be waiting for international basketball to start to get us our basketball fix before the season begins in September. It's good to see everyone, though. The whole squad showed up, and it just shows how strong that magic culture is. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and have a podcast. Should you're tuning in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the football places on the podcast, be your podcast and able to listen to it. So, lay some Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter Magic Daily. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. If you're part of our everyday crew, be sure to tune in tomorrow 
where I have yet to decide what type of conversation will be. It might be a little bit more about those expectations the Magic are setting. We'll dive a little bit deeper into the Anthony Parker um, rounds. You can find that story on Orlando Magic Daily. We'll see what else I come up with in the meantime. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lock on Magic, this has been Phil Prof. Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lock on Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.